Levels, levels. Levels, levels. And and here's another picture of the Colosseum. Now, this time it's from the inside. Hold hold on. Hold on. At, so at the end of last week's podcast, you were starting to go through your vacation pictures. I thought we were done with that. Why are you starting this up again this week? What What do you mean starting again? I Okay, I, how do you not understand starting up again? Wait, have you been going through your pictures for the entire week since we stopped recording? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I only have 1,784 more to show you. You know, I signed off as soon as we finished. Re- this may explain why I had difficulty editing. <laughs> that also explains why you were so quiet and didn't ask any questions. Okay, okay, so remind me, when did you sign off again last week? The last thing I heard was this is the third picture of the Coliseum, and I pulled the ripcord and I was out. Oh, okay, cool, cool, thanks. Um, Appreciate that. Now I know where to go back to to start again. Okay, so what's really interesting about Rome, or as the locals call it, Roma, it... Sorry about that, toddlers. Buckle up. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option and they can't all be winners. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Uh, you know, not 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 too bad. Yeah, um, just uh, I mean, uh, I'm 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 a, I'm a little hurt that you know that you, that you haven't been you know following along, but on all the but that's okay. You know what? I'll we'll we'll cover it later. I, I'm not the only person in this household that doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's see. We are getting down towards the end of the year. Uh, this is episode 199. Wow. I know. Huh. So we're, we're looking for something special next week for episode 200, uh, as well as the toddies shortly after the first of the year. So uh, a couple of teaser previews there. Um, that'd be great. By the way, I just when you go back and listen to this, this is what when you you enunciated the toddies in a weird way because it was more like the toddies. Like I don't you you had this weird inflection like you were announcing hockey or something. That's fine. The That's cool. Toddies. <laughs> By the way, sponsorship opportunities are still available to sponsor the toddies. We thought we had to deal with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Not so they much. Imploded. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, yes. Rates the rates are the rates are surprisingly low. Well, I don't know if they're surprisingly low. It's probably not a surprise. <laughs> Brought to you by <laughs> oh. follow up feedback updates. Let's see feedback from. Oh, this was from both Sarah and Amy. Gave okay. me 
the same feedback regarding pecan pie. All right. Amy has a bourbon pecan pie recipe. Sarah has a chocolate Jameson's pecan pie recipe. Mm. Either of those, I am willing to try to see if either of them change my opinion about pecan pie. <laughs> that's that's big of you to be willing to to try multiple. I'm guessing for you, the point is you're like, mm, it's not quite there. Mm, it's not quite there. I can still taste the pecan. Look, <laughs> yeah. if you just <laughs> a little more bourbon. Yeah, a little, just, just a little more. I can yep. still, I can, yep. <laughs> there's a hint, there's a hint of pecan in here. I, you're close. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the show title, I can still <laughs> taste the pecan. <laughs> How about Lisa? She was getting caught up from all of her travels for work in addition to our other travels she I, I believe it was the weather one the weather uh episode out of time she thought that was a really good one because it contained no sports so anyway there we go <laughs> when when i listened to the weather one and edited it and amy listened oh you forgot the oh i, I figured you were going to tell that story oh I figured, i've i've got a file now of additional weather stories. So the next time we need to go on hiatus, I would expect another weather episode. Whether or not we need it. Oh, jeez. Wow. And he yeah. complains about my dad jokes. Here we are. Uh, let's see. Also from Toddler Negative 18. I guess this kind of goes into follow-up. Uh, the 23andMe hack that you talked about. Yep. Where all of the genetic data and information got hacked. Yes. So Sarah wanted to know if they take her genetic data and then clone her. Okay. Is that copyright infringement? Because she knows something about copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> so... The smart aleck in me says the way copyright works in these United States, you are probably unable to copyright your own genetic material. But if a large enough corporation wants to, they probably can and then charge you a fee for using it. Given and and everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Given yeah, the yeah. fact that there are multiple drug companies who have taken plants that they harvested and and then patented the plant. No, 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 they haven't changed it. They have, oh, we found out that the that the material from this plant saw can cure this, and they've patented the plant because it can cure this thing. They found it in the forest and put a patent on it. So Sarah, funny question. I like where you're going. Let's not give them any more ideas. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying hard not to play the other theme here because there's just you didn't make that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Let's see. Oh, uh, from Danny, uh, missed show title. Screw you, Cody. <laughs> Not wrong there. Yep, that was definitely a missed show title. 
There was a there was a there was a lot of hostility towards Cody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and from Doug from the Educated Idiots. Yeah. That was a nine minute cold open. He says he's now switched stances and suggests that we make the entire episode be the open. Okay. All right. Well, now he's ruined the surprise of episode 200. Thanks, Doug. Now we got to come up with something else. (laughs) He's also glad that technical corner has returned. It's his favorite corner. No offense. (laughs) There was, there was an exchange actually on last week's episode of educated idiots. Because two of their listeners, I'm not going to say both, but two of their listeners are (laughs) basketball coaches in Iowa that play each other. And I said, I need to go get on that game as the official. And then Doug and Dan could sit in the stands and record an episode. And Doug responded that literally dozens would be enthralled, (laughs) which is not wrong. Hey coach. Hey coach, 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 listen, can you, uh, can you say that again this time with, with a little bit more emphasis? The, the mic didn't quite pick that up. Oh no, 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 no. Listen, you're already tossed. No, no. Oh, you're, you're totally tossed. Don't worry. You can't get tossed again. Uh, this is, this is just a second take. I'm just, I'm just, you know, want to make sure that it's clear on the microphone. Oh no, no, no. Oh, this doesn't go to the state. No, no, no. This just goes to all of our listeners. Just helping the boys out over here. Yeah. Uh, lastly, did you go on vacation just to watch TV? Specifically Columbo. What? No, no. Because had we gone on, if I had gone on vacation specifically to watch Columbo, I'm not sure that Florence, Italy would have been the place that I picked. (laughs) Hey, where do you want to go for, I want to watch Columbo. Okay, all right. I don't know. Uh, Seems like any retirement community in the continental United States would be a great place. <laughs> any, any place you can get me TV. <laughs> as long as it's, I'm assuming it just comes on right after Matlock. <laughs> so <laughs> do you have any corrections this week? I did not. A couple of pieces of follow-up. Yes. Lisa in the blue medical tent. Yes. Once you see it, you can never unsee it. You you cannot unhear. To the point where we got texts from Danny on Sunday. <laughs> twelve times. Twelve times he heard the blue tent. Three times to the blue medical tent. I don't know how many times I heard it, but I was just shaking my head the entire time. Thanks, Lisa. Appreciate that. I do think, if I can tie this together with with Sarah's comment. I'm wondering if there's a business, we haven't done business opportunities for us in a while. I'm wondering if there is an opportunity for us to form an LLC blue medical tent. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. All of them. Just, we should get all of them. Right. And then we file a trademark on blue medical tent and then ask for damages. Uh, no one has no one has claimed it right now. We should just, you know what? We could just start tweeting as Blue Medical Tent. <laughs> All the things I've seen. <laughs> All the horrors. You know, welcome, Joe. 
<laughs> Glad to see you. You you know you know it would really oh my goodness start doing that <laughs> on a Sunday at some point not even in like 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 near the end of the fourth quarter of the early games Blue Medical Tent just just tweets out don't believe what they're saying he ain't right. <laughs> Oh, that would involve us, however, actually interacting with the X platform. So there is therein lies a problem. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's 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 yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, one other piece of follow up that I had. Yep. I I ran across a note on Facebook about old things that you have in your house that you might be able to resell for money. Okay. One of which was. First edition uh, Apple computers. Oh, I thought you were going to say a kidney. Oh. <laughs> First edition Apple computers. Okay, sorry. Please go ahead. One recently sold because you talked about how they have the signatures on the inside of the case. Yes. Right. One of them sold recently for $900,000 at auction. Okay, two things. Number one, when I said I had one, I was making that up because my security system's not that good. So just disregard everything. <laughs> number uh, number B, that is in reference to early Apple computers. The Apple One, predecessor to the Apple II, that is hand handmade. It, they came in a wooden case, and every single one of them was hand-soldered by Steve Wozniak. In, I in have the garage. a garage. Yes, I have a first edition Mac. There's a lot more of those. I, I don't have a, a an original Apple One. Again, these were early computers that you that came in a wooden case. There weren't that many of them to begin with, and I'm assuming quite a few of them were lost to fire. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, then the picture. That they put with this article, yeah, showed a Macintosh SE30. Now I'm no expert, but that's not even close to the first Macintoshes. No, uh, no, it is not. Um, there was one, two, three, four. That would be the fifth Mac, I believe. Yes, because I think I had a. I want to say I had a 20 HD. Not That's, a 20 and not a 512. And what was before that? A 64? Doesn't matter. Did I get anything right? Was anything that I said right? You, you What you just said to me, and, and maybe you got a little bit of it right, and I'm, I'm forgetting it, but this is what I heard. So I'm driving from Des Moines to Dallas, and I'm going to be on Interstate 35, and I need to know what color of exit I take. What do you mean, what color? No, 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 no. I just need to know. Is it a blue? Is it? Do I take exit blue or do I take exit like? No, that's not even a thing. That's not even a thing. <laughs> I may be wrong. It's entirely possible. We may or may not find out by the end of the episode. Footnote here. <clears throat> there's a there's a reason why I can't use a blue Yeti that picks up uh, keyboard sounds during the podcast. <laughs> For Tech Corner, my office this week got me an 
iPad with a magic keyboard case. Yeah, isn't that cool? It is amazing. My God. I, I don't even need a laptop. Well, and you don't want a laptop because uh, that thing's like six and a half pounds. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, my laptop is actually lighter than this right yes. now. And the good news is the base of that will also stop. You can use that in most war zones because that will stop multiple bullets. Um, that's a <laughs> large piece of metal on the bottom of that thing. Yes. Yep, but it, it does work. It, and uh, have, you, have you used the trackpad on it? Oh, yeah. I love the trackpad. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. handy. Yes. You can do almost anything with that except... Well, now I guess because Zencaster finally got around to it, I was going to say you can do almost anything on it except record a podcast because, but maybe they fixed that now. I don't know. I would need to figure out how to plug my mic into it. Dongles. Uh, because it's Matt, because it's Apple. Yup. Actually, I'll let you know a little secret that nobody else cares about. That's got a, that I think that's, that should have a USB-C plug on the bottom of it. Yup. Yep. And your Magic Keyboard has a USB-C port on it as well. So if you plug in a... It's right no, on the hinge. Uh, no. Okay. No, the Magic Keyboard runs entirely off of the battery on the iPad. Oh, yeah. This is, this is Apple's naming thing. There's the Magic and then the Special and the Folio and the thing and the other thing. Yeah. Wait, are you having, are you struggling getting the names right of Apple products? Everybody struggles. Apple doesn't even know what the hell they've got. Okay. So I'm in good shape. Yeah. Next. Let's see. Did you have anything in tech corner? We talked about, I think we talked about, there was a story in the wall street journal over the summer, I think about how people, if people stole your eye, people were now targeting to steal iPhones and, but look at people's passcodes. Yes, we mm. did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we did because somebody listened to us. Oh yeah. Now I remember. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the story was <laughs> people like in bars and other places were watching you getting your passcode from you, like seeing it and then stealing your phone and then using the passcode. They can immediately change face ID. They can take over your Apple account, disable, find my, and basically take over your entire Apple account. Apple announced in the next point upgrade of iOS, there will be a fix for most of this. It will prompt you to turn it on, but it will be turned off. Basically, uh, it does a bunch of things. If you're at where the phone thinks is home or work, it won't put in all the protections, but any place else, if it's taken, you can't change face ID without having face ID or touch ID. If you try to change anything, you have to wait an hour and then face ID or touch ID again. So when that all comes out, I will suggest that people turn it on. But anyway, Apple Apple listened and and help is coming. I wonder For how they people. were able to do this in the midst of recalling all of their Apple watches. Oh, they're not recalling. They're just stop selling them. Yeah. 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 We, we yeah don't so want if back. you want one, you've got, well, by the time this drops... It may be too late, particularly if you're coming to talking to Todd for your Apple news. Sorry. It'll be too late to get them from Apple. You can still go to any other retailer <laughs> and get through their inventory. Uh, a technical corner. 
Yes. Just a, a quick note here. Three of our last four boys games have gone to overtime. Sweet. Yeah, it's been free basketball every night. I was going to say, I mean, every time it goes to overtime, you know, it's like, hey, free football. But I'm assuming you get paid by the game. So it actually is free basketball. <laughs> yep. Yep. At this point, we're working for free. Yep. Yeah. You know, and the, and the joke, the joke is, you know, if it goes to overtime, that's on us. <laughs> it's not. We don't do that just for the record, but that's the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it goes to overtime, it's on us. Uh, anyway. Okay, let's see. Next segment. So last week we did both Dwayne Guess a Number and Todd Ought to Know. So yes. now I'm confused. Whose week is it? Well, if you're giving me the choice, I would say, hey, Dwayne, you want to guess another number? <laughs> That's right. That sound means it's time for America's favorite game. Dwayne, guess a number. Okay, hit me. Okay. I've been crowdsourcing. Actually, I haven't been. <laughs> this one came to us via Danny. Thanks, oh, Tyler, 401k. He said, hey, this would be good for Dwayne to guess. <laughs> this, this, how, this is how the show's supposed to work. Given that this is our last episode before Christmas... Danny sent me something relevant regarding Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Dan's favorite artist. This is this is uh, the second Mrs. Hensing in his mind. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I don't believe she goes by that title, but. Um, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> now, All I Want for Christmas was released in 1994. Okay. okay. I'm going I'm going to give you the choice. You get to guess a number. But I'm going to give you a ch- I'm going to Oh, no. You you can guess cumulative or daily average, your choice. But in the last 29 years, what is the estimated royalties total? that Mariah Carey has made from just all I want for Christmas, either cumulative over 29 years or how much money has she made in royalties every single day for 29 years? If you divide it out, I'm not even going to bleep this. It's a shit ton. Hey, Danny, Danny, you should see the look on Dwayne's face as I'm asking this. He's like, he's not playing. He's this is, this is, (laughs) It is a big, I I mean, she's made more money at this than anything else, I think, because she's, she was one of the writers of this as well. So, I mean, oh, she's. Okay. So I want, here's what I want you to do. Think, think out loud. It's been 29 years. 29 years. It's, I mean, the first couple, I mean, I don't think it went like off the charts right out of the box, but. Even so, in aggregate, I don't know, $189 million. Ooh, ooh, okay. By the way, 
Danny's source for this is a Facebook posting that Danny posted himself. So Danny's source is Danny. Oh, <laughs> just be clear. He's he's quoting something. Anyway, you're off by a lot. Am I low? Like, no, no, no. You're high. Oh, okay. Yeah. According to a Danny Bayer, I don't know, from <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> At the end of Christmas season this year, she has projected to have made 80 million dollars in royalties from that one song. Which that sucks because I was going to say 85 million dollars I'm like no 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 that's too low. That's too low. It's got to be more than that. <laughs> I had 85 million dollars ready to I'm like no 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 that's too low. Good job Shit. Danny. We're messing with him now. See, now we got him <laughs> we got him second guessing his second guesses. This this is exactly where we want him. Uh, by the way, that equates to just over $7,500 a day, every day, for 29 years. Damn. Dan could give up his DJ service. <laughs> Dan may have contributed to some of that. Oh, that's, yes. Yes. Mr. Mister Carey. Mr. Carey contributed to some of that. I'm pretty sure he's taking her name. Hmm. <laughs> okay so no bell for me no no nowhere near okay okay well that's too bad can we should we move on to uh idiots of the week the scott frost memorial idiot of the week yeah i think that's probably a good idea okay well i i brought two okay i i brought jake's recycled story from last week okay the one he the one from last week yep okay yep yep i i think it was something about lawyered medieval style or something oh yeah 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 it sounded interesting yep okay yep yep, brought that one back uh and story number two usga rollback Mm, yeah you know what love me a good golf story you know what if we if why don't we do the usga first and then and then by the end of the show if we have time we'll do jake's but let's go with the usga one for now okay so this i don't know if you saw or not the rules around the manufacturing of golf balls is going to change. Yeah. They're supposed to try to be, they're going to dial them back a bit or something. Yeah. yeah, The, you know, like how baseballs for a couple of years were juiced, right? How they may keep up, just trying to keep up with the players. Oh, sorry. Whoa. (laughs) The, so they've, what they're going to do is, dial back the length of the ball by about 15% for pros. Yeah. For amateurs, it's certainly going to be less than that because I obviously don't generate the club head speed that Rory McIlroy does or anybody else. Right. So, I mean, it's all, it's all relative, right? Yeah. But there has been, a ton of talk about, you know, you know, having different golf balls for the pros versus the amateurs, or you show up five years from now and is there going to be a different ball or you find a ball in the woods and can you use it? And, you know, all of this kind of stuff. So last week, Sunday golf, which is a 
lightweight golf bag manufacturer. They make Sunday bags, right? So it's, you, you get your Sunday bag. So it's just, you know, a couple of clubs and a light bag and, and off you go. Right. Couple, couple of clubs and in, in a six pack and call it good. Dateline San Diego, California. Hello. Sunday golf, a world famous manufacturer of lightweight golf bags today voices its concern regarding the recent changes implemented by the USGA on golf balls. The USGA's decision to roll back the distance of golf balls can travel has raised questions and worries within the golf community, particularly about future regulations on golf equipment, including golf bags. As a leader in creating lightweight and comfortable golf bags designed to enhance the golfing experience... And available at fine retailers everywhere. Use a coupon code. Uh, Sunday bags are awesome for 5% off. Sunday golf is apprehensive about the possibility of the USGA implementing regulations that could mandate golfers to having to carry heavy bags. This is a fantastic piece of marketing. For the record, my idiots are the USGA and the Royal and Ancient messing with the golf balls because they shouldn't. But when this story hit my feed, I thought it was hilarious and wanted to bring it. Imagine that somebody decided to do something about golf rules and we ended up with an idiot story. (laughs) Didn't see that coming. (laughs) By the way, just because we've talked about this before, there, there is a little bit of crossover here. So when I hear that they're going to dial back the golf balls, we, we've talked about F1 on here quite a bit. F1 has gone through a series of slowing down the cars. And then, and then over time, they get with the new set of rules, they get faster and faster. Then they have to slow the cars down. And the drivers hate it. And everybody's like, no, 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 you can't slow down the cars. The speed is the whole thing. But, but here's the problem, which is race courses are really, really expensive to change. <laughs> and in the case of Formula One, there are very specific rules about how big runoff areas for safety have to be as speeds increase. So if you don't slow the cars down occasionally, you would literally have to start picking up the stands and moving them further and further away from the track every few years and reconfigure the tracks constantly because the cars are getting faster and the people who own the tracks can't afford to do that. So you have to slow the cars down occasionally because otherwise you won't have any place to race. When I hear this, I see the same thing with golf balls, which is the balls are getting so far. And this has happened under tiger even like, Hey, we're going to have to start redesigning the golf courses. Can you move those 150 trees? <laughs> right? Yes. No, oh, no. Only, we're going to have to fix the ball. <laughs> you can only move them once and it doesn't mean move. <laughs> really eliminate if you. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and the biggest problem with F1 is that drivers. There's no racing. Can... Oh, sorry. Well, there's <laughs> The drivers can't adhere to track limits. Well, there is that. Here's the road. Didn't see it. The big asphalt thing? Yeah, didn't see it. I, I don't know. The yeah. line? I don't know. Foggiest idea. Uh, we've talked about this. Just 
walls, walls everywhere. The problem fixes itself. Oh, okay. If that works for Formula One, guess what? That works for golf too, which is, you know how they've got the green monster at Fenway? Yeah. And the line, the home run line is at the top of the 37 feet. So if the ball hits off the green monster, it kicks back into play and it could go halfway back to second base if you hit it hard enough and the and the it comes back off. Problem solved. At the end of fairways, just put up large trampolines that if the ball hits it, it is going to go rocketing back. And if you hit it hard enough, you could actually end up with the ball behind where you started from. So you don't have to hit it. The goal is to get it as close to the trampoline as possible, but not over because you will be punished if you hit it too far. Boom. I don't know why people don't come to me. People, I can help. I can help. Known as the Bob, the Bob Barker rule. That's what that's known as. <laughs> yes. uh, you would know something about hitting the ball and have it end up back behind you. No wonder you brought yeah. that as the suggestion. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't even look, look, most people are going to need a, like a trampoline or something to hit to go back. When you're at my level of that, you don't need anything for it to hit for it to end up behind you. So, but or that's a, that's you, you can hit trees. Also, Larry can do that. Larry does that. Yeah. 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 The cart. And right. to be honest, also, yeah. one time, almost Larry. I oh, almost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I brought. How about you? All right. Let's see. What did I bring? Oh, it is. Oh, you mean metal. By the way. So GE Medical Systems, maker of MRI machines. By the way, Dwayne, do you know what MRI, do you know what M stands for in MRIs? Isn't it magnetic? It is. It like is. Like my personality. Yes. Oh, no. Oof, okay. Yeah, the M stands for modest. That's what that is. I, I was actually going to go with, yeah, so wait, uh, is, it, is, it, is it repelling or attracting? <laughs> anyway, never, that's <clears throat> neither here nor there. That's. I'm sure that's that's anyway. The FDA has the FDA has filed a report and GE Medical Systems is looking at a at one of their MRI machines. A uh, a 57-year-old patient before going into the MRI for screening for something was asked, "Do you have any, you know, forbidden objects? Do you have any metal objects on you?" you know, con- you know, and answered no to all the screening questions. The patient then went to lay down in the big circular opening of the machine. And while there, a gunshot rang out and she was shot in her butt because the patient was carrying a concealed pistol in her waistband. And when asked, do you have any metal said no and took a loaded weapon, apparently without the safety on, into an MRI machine, and as soon as the magnets turned on, discharged the gun and shot her. See, I thought this was the story about the person that still had a bullet lodged in them. No, 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 no. Good news, because in this case, the patient was examined by a physician at the site who described the entry and exit holes as very small and superficial. When referring to gunshot wounds, do you know what is small and superficial? Somebody else's wounds. (laughs) 
It's the difference between comedy and tragedy. Yes, it is. Yep. It's also the difference between minor surgery and major surgery. Do you know what minor surgery is? Somebody else's. Somebody else's surgery. Yes. <laughs> Interestingly enough, this is not the first time that somebody has shot themselves in an MRI machine because of bringing guns. Of course not. This is all from the Miami Herald. In February, a Brazilian lawyer and gun advocate was accompanying his mother while she underwent an MRI scan in San Paulo. He was carrying the weapon in a waistband that was then pulled out by the magnetism of the machine and triggered. So it pulled the gun out of his waistband and fired it, hitting him in the stomach, and he died from the injury. Florida man. Technically Brazilian man in a Florida newspaper. Uh, I thought, however, that 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 machine is now named Karma. <laughs> anyway, by the way, just a, a public service announcement here from talking to Todd. Uh, most guns are made of metal. So when somebody says, do you have metal on you and you have your gun? Y- yes. Yes. Talking to Todd cares. The more you know. <laughs> Oh, we have time for travel stories this week. Sure. Yeah, we might as well. I was, I was looking at the time, like, man, look at all the time. We're way ahead. Oh, travel stories. Yep. We're behind. Okay. Yes. So, so you, you've got, you've got your, a few here and then I've got, I've got a bunch. You were gone. You went, you guys went to Tucson for the, for the week after Thanksgiving. Uh, We left right after Thanksgiving, spent a week in Tucson, really liked it. So, uh, three, three quick learnings from Tucson. Thanks, Russ. No, sorry. That's NFL joke, Russ. <laughs> I was headed out to golf. It was 52 degrees at tea time. And I thought perhaps it was a little cool. Amy said, that's all right. It's a desert. It's a dry cool. <laughs> okay, sure. Yep. <laughs> Uh, well, yes, and that's not how that goes, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we did we did a bike tour of the Saguaro National Forest. Okay. The east one. Rented bikes, e-bikes. Oh, I was going to say, did you get C-bikes? Did you get D-bikes? <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> we got e-bikes. Oh, yeah. And I got to tell you. It is a great way to see the forest without having to hike, without getting lost, and uh, you could just without having to pedal. Without we pedaled, uh, you know what? And we also we went off. They they were all fat tire e bikes, much like the one that I own actually. And so the tour guide, there were six of us, maybe eight of us on the group in the group. He's like, you guys want to go off-road a little bit? I mean, it's a trail. It's a regular trail, but it's not paved. And everybody's like, yeah, sure. Except for Amy, who went, uh, okay, we're in. She made it unscathed. Did not land in a single cactus the entire time. Uh, it was touch and go there for a minute, but she did make it through. It was great. By the way, just from somebody who lives in the desert, when it comes to cactus, do not touch and go. Don't touch. Don't, just, don't. Just go. Just, just go. Just, yeah. <laughs> That's good advice. Learned the hard way. Multiple times. 
And then we also, there is a, there's a church south of town that is a tourist destination, I guess. I mean, we got there and, and there were a lot of tourists there anyway, but she plugs it into her phone and I'm driving. And, and so we start driving and we get off the interstate and we're driving on this two lane highway. And then it's no longer a highway out in the desert, out in the middle of nowhere. And I look over, are you taking me out into the desert to dump my body? <laughs> She's like, don't make it, don't, don't pay any attention. Just keep driving. Like, oh, that's a good sign. No. And did you grab the shovel? <laughs> oh, highly recommend that stop as well. Apparently there is kind of a farmer's market sort of deal in the parking lot as well. We got there too late for the farmer's market, but the bread is apparently really good. Uh, eat some really, really good food uh, and plan to go back repeatedly. So really like excellent. That. Yep. To, to Tucson or to the church out in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> uh, I may only go back the one time and, <laughs> and never leave. <laughs> and you were a world traveler while you were gone. We did. We, 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 we ticked off a few countries. Yes. Yeah. So, so going through here and we'll, we'll try to go through, I have a bunch of notes just as taking, there's the, there's the file of notes of, Hey, stuff I want to remember from the vacation. And then there's the other file stuff I want to remember from the vacation for the podcast. And those are two different experiences that go into each of those notes. The trip got off to a bit slightly delayed as we were pushing back from Salt Lake city with our direct, with our flight, sorry, it wasn't direct. Well, it was Salt Lake city to Paris and, and then a connection on to Rome. We couldn't leave Salt Lake city because the pilot said that there was uh, we were all ready to go and push back, but there was a tractor stuck in the safety zone. And so they had to go, uh, they had to go get some more equipment to, to tow the stuck tractor out of the safety zone for the aircraft. And I thought, yeah, that's, that sums up air travel, doesn't it? Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a tractor and we are going to hit it with the engine. So somebody's got to, we got to go, Larry's got to go get the tow truck and drag this tractor out of the way. So the plane can leave. I thought maybe you noticed something wrong with the wing. No, no, no. Okay. Well, not on that one. Okay. We landed 10 hours later, we landed in Paris and Par- uh, Charles de Gaulle Airport has, has, has parallel runways, and we landed sort of on the outside one, and we, we then went across a little taxiway, and then we were waiting to cross the next runway. And this was in the morning, and it was very busy. So, you know, basically, planes are taking off on that runway. So as soon as the plane leaves, we have to then get clearance to go across it because there's a plane lined up ready to take off at the other end. So you, you, you have to, like, you, you gotta go. It's Frogger. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we sat there and a plane took off and then we didn't move. I thought that was weird. And now, by the way, planes are landing on the runway behind us. So now, now there's planes coming, like there isn't room for all the planes and we haven't moved yet. And I'm whatever. And the pilot gets on board and says, um, ladies and gentlemen, we we have to cross an active runway and I can't move the plane until everyone takes their seats. So apparently, as soon as we landed and got on the taxiway 
nowhere near the terminal, people got up and started doing stuff anyway. So that was fun. Awesome. Yeah. Spent a couple of hours in, in Charles de Gaulle airport. That is not one of my favorite airports to be in at all. Let's just, there's, it's not, it's not great. Then we, we went to Rome, spent a few days in Rome. We saw the Colosseum. I have pictures. We also, uh, we took a tour and also saw the Roman forum. And for anybody who is like, oh, maybe you go to Rome at some point, you know what the Colosseum is. You're like, oh, what's the Roman forum? I don't, you know, is that where the Lakers play? No, that's something else. Uh, that's where when they used to play. at the palace. You really die at the palace. <laughs> the Roman forum is amazing. It is, I mean, along with the Colosseum, it's amazing. There are buildings. As I was telling, as, as we were talking about, we go to London a lot. We went to London on this trip. And there's a lot of old stuff in London, including some portions of the of the walls the Romans built for Londinium. The Roman Forum has intact buildings where the people, where the senators met to decide to send people to London to build the walls. <laughs> like, oh, oh, this is old. Yes. Including uh, walking on some of the roads and the tour guides like, by the way, uh, this is the road like this. This. This is the road that they built more than 2000 years ago. And you're like, man, most of the roads around here after about eight years are crap. These guys know how to build a road. <laughs> yeah, what wasn't wasn't built in a day. You're just waiting for me to take a breath there, weren't you? Kind of was, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. We went to the Vatican Museums. I marked that as present. (laughs) They got a lot of amazing artwork. Sure. However, after we did the Vatican Museums, we then went to uh, St. Peter's Basilica. Um, Lisa, Lisa... Lisa's not a big fan of going to churches. Once you've seen a big church or two, you've, you've seen a big church. And to be honest... Once you go see St. Paul's in London, that's a, that's an impressive church, right? You, you, like that's a big thing with a big dome and everything. It's like, okay, yeah, they all look kind of the same. We went into St. Peter's and Lisa, Lisa's like, hey, I guess, I guess we'll go see it. Walked in. Wow. Wow. Look at, wow. For Lisa to walk into a church and say, wow, that's, that's about as high of praise as you can get. And that also meant we didn't have to go into any more churches for the rest of the time because nothing was going to top this. So we're done. Peace out. Yeah. No more churches. You're good. Yeah. We did some other stuff. We did some of the other tourist stuff. Then we took a we took a train, a high-speed train up to Florence. Florence is an amazing – Florence is an amazing city. It just feels old and medieval. And we were staying in the center and literally – it it you just you feel like oh this is exactly the way it looked other other than the Starbucks it this is exactly the way it looked uh, when Michelangelo and Leonardo were when Da Vinci were were walking the streets like they haven't changed it as much. We went and saw Sunday night. We went and saw we saw Michelangelo's the David statue. Lisa again was like, look, it's a statue. Do we need to go see it? I'm like, look, we'll, we'll go as the museum is getting near closing. If we're in Florence, we got to go see it. We got to take it off. 
and the tour shows some of the early influences on Michelangelo, and then and then the, it shows some of the sculptures that he was working on that he never finished, and you can kind of see all the techniques and everything. But you turn around the corner, and then David is standing at the end of this thing, and the and and this is what you wow it David is seventeen feet tall. That's a big statue. <laughs> the Mona Lisa is smaller than you think it is, and yes. David is way bigger. Than you think it is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the way they have it presented, because in the in the museum it's in, there isn't much else. And they built like a dome for it. Like you turn the corner and there it is. And you're like, oh, oh, I see why people show up there. What's interesting is it was a Sunday night near closing. And if you see pictures of people, there's there can be a thousand or more people all holding their phones up, taking pictures of it. By the time we were ready to leave, there were 10 people total around it. So we were just sitting on the bench and just looking at it and thinking about what the tour guide told us and walking around over here. I have pictures of it with nobody in it, not because I Photoshopped them out, but because there was nobody in the photo. And nice. I was just like, this is amazing. So yes, we, we went back to the, we were in a hotel there. This was odd. This gets back to, that's where we watched Columbo. Uh, because that was one of our English language channels. What was also very, very confusing to us as I was flipping through all of the channels, we had more German channels in Florence than we did Italian channels. I don't know if people in Florence should be comforted or worried about that. I, I don't know if that's a, res if that, is that a cause or an effect? I don't, eh. A lot of German. There was a lot of German. Yeah. We we went to we went to the Afuzi Gallery and saw amazing pieces of art, priceless art, the birth of Venus, some Michelangelo, some Leonardo da Vinci, all sorts of stuff. Thought you were gonna say DiCaprio, but okay, good. <laughs> yeah, Donatello, the other one, the the pizza. Anyway. What we got to after a while, after visiting the Vatican museums and then going through this priceless, I mean, literally this is amazing. A after a while, Lisa and I basically said, look, this is all cool and all, but almost every piece of artwork, every painting from the Renaissance in here is of Jesus <laughs> and Mary. <laughs> and you either got the three wise men or you got the stone being moved. There's only two subjects. And after a while, you're like, oh, another room full. Like, like I get it. I understand. And and it was the church that paid for all of this. Like, But essentially, if you were a painter, hey, what do you want me to paint? That was a question you never had to ask. <laughs> so after a while, you were literally like, oh, another room of priceless artwork. I don't. Oh, yeah, more Jesus picture, pictures. Okay, cool. Like, I. oh, wow. Oh. So he made yours darker. Oh, you made yours lighter. Oh, this one, this one, he's on a beach. This one, he's on a mountain. Like, okay, whatever. There was also, there was also stuff on earth from, from Roman statues from 100 or 200 BC that were just sort of out there. And you're like, wow, including they had, they had one. And Lisa goes, what is that one? That looks familiar. So I went and looked at it. And it's a Roman statue. Aha, but it's a replica of a Roman statue. This one, this one that the Afuzi Gallery has, 
was made in the 1500s by a master artisan copying a replica of an actual real Roman one that was made around zero AD. It's like, oh, the replicas are five to 600 years old. Oh yeah, that's, that's the way you do it. And the reason why it looked familiar is because according to this, the original is in the Vatican museums. Like, oh, now we're seeing the same stuff. Okay. Like, okay. So now everybody's got the dogs playing poker picture on the wall. Like, what am I paying for here? Right. Let's see. In Florence, we went to get on a high-speed train to go to Venice. We had a problem getting through the gate because they give you a barcode to get through the gate. And Lisa had, because the phones were not working great, Lisa had taken screenshots of them. And when you get there, there is no barcode reader. There's just a dude. And he, you show it to him, and he's like, not real. I'm like, yeah, no, it's real. He's like, no, no, no. He tried to scroll. He's like, screenshot. Not, it's not real. What do you want to see? He's like, and you see the ticket. So Lisa found the email and he could just scroll it up and down. And he's like, okay, go through. So, so they issue barcodes, but they didn't, they don't they issue don't barcode reader. No, well, they don't issue barcode readers. So see, that's the, <laughs> anybody, anybody can take a reservation. <laughs> Here's your barcode. Where do I use it? You don't. Italy. We then you went said to, you, had, you said you had a problem getting on the train. I thought maybe it was because you were wearing a tuba, <laughs> but no, 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 that was, no, no. Okay. No. Sorry, By go the ahead. way, again, once again, high-speed trains are cool. Spent an hour and a half from Rome to Florence, two hours from Florence to Venice. Man, we need good high-speed trains in this country. It is so, like, you just, you, you don't have all the security problems. You don't have to get there an hour early. The train station goes from the middle of town to the middle of town. Everything's great. Anyway, um, we went to Venice. We were there for two nights and one day. Yes. You, you, you have a thought about trains? I'm pretty sure that our security apparatus would figure out a way to insert themselves in the middle of it. You say we don't have the problem, we wouldn't have the problems, but I'm pretty sure we'd still have the problems. Yeah, give us a minute. We'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah, we can fix this <laughs> or break it. Sorry. Cranky old man yeah. time. Next. Went to Venice. We had... We weren't sure what to expect. You know that Venice has canals. I uh, got there. Venice is amazing. Yeah, the gondolas, they have canals, but they don't have, they have zero roads. There are no roads at all in Venice. It's not that, oh, they have canals and roads. It's canals and sidewalks. So like everybody who's delivering anything, including kegs or whatever, you you take it on a boat to the nearest place and then you hand cart everything up and over bridges <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's it's wild. Like it's just stunning. How is the smell? That's the other thing that I've heard about Venice. It was fine. I okay. As a matter of fact, didn't notice it at all, which is not true of all the towns we went to. That's coming up. Didn't notice it at all and the water was blue, like like Caribbean blue in the canals. Really? Having spent a lot of time in London, in which the Thames could be described as not that, it was shocking to be in a town and have have blue water. So uh, that was Venice is amazing. I don't know that you need to spend like it, we were there a day. I could have maybe spent one more day. It's fine. It's an amazing place to go. We did start getting the hint. Lisa was like, "Man, Italy's great. Rome, Rome was better than we expected. Florence, we had no expectations. It was amazing. Venice." 
was also amazing. And Lisa's like, this is so cool. I'm like, yeah, I don't think we've really got like Italy's known for all the stupid bureaucracy and jumping through hoops and things not like, I don't think we've experienced Italy yet. We did as we were trying to leave Venice. One way to get from our hotel, because there's no roads, is to the airport, you can take a water bus. And it was just like two blocks down. We could get on a water bus. It was going to take a while, but it would take us around. And the airport has a pier for all the water transportation. You go to the dock and it says, hey, here's where this is. And go look up our time. You can't buy tickets there, but it says, go here to our website. This is where you buy tickets. Buy tickets online. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. They got a bunch of stops. They don't want people accepting money or whatever. Fine. Lisa's like, have you bought the tickets yet? I'm like, no, I'm still reading. So the sign specifically said you don't have to go to the ticket office. You can just buy tickets online. Sort of. Here's what you end up doing. They have stops all around. So they have like 20 different stops and you can buy your voucher online. However, the website makes it clear. What you buy online is not a voucher. It's not a ticket. It is a voucher. Once you buy your voucher online, you must exchange it for a ticket that can only be done at the ticket office. So, so good news. <laughs> you don't have to walk. And by the way, there's two ticket offices in the entire place. So you don't have to walk to the ticket office to buy your, to buy your voucher. You can buy your voucher online. Hey, here's my voucher. Yeah, you're going to need to walk to the ticket office to get a ticket. Welcome to Italy. <laughs> we then we then flew from from Venice to Amsterdam. Oh, as we were in the Venice airport, their boarding process was a little suspect. And because Lisa has status and we were flying on KLM, which is a Delta partner, her status carries over to KLM. So we get to use, we get to use the KLM priority line to get on board. And it wasn't really, they weren't super clear. Like, wait, are we boarding yet or whatever? There was a gentleman standing in front of us and then us, and they basically announced boarding has begun for the priority line. And somebody walked past us or had been up there and they checked him in and he goes through and the guy in front of us is talking to a woman somewhere over here. So we walk around him and go to check in and then he comes up and he's American from behind. Excuse me. Excuse me. Do you have a special pass that lets you go in front of me? We came this close to saying, yes, it's called paying attention. Moron. It's more Jeez. of a talent. <sighs> yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't have one pass. We've got two. <laughs> Was his name Eli? Just check it. <sighs> yeah. We flew to Amsterdam, stayed near the train station in Amsterdam, right, right in the central area. What I will tell you is Amsterdam stinks. Pot is legal there. And I don't, I don't care that it's legal. I, I, that's not what I'm complaining about. But could science, if we're going to make this stuff legal, could science get on this thing and, and make it so that the entire town doesn't smell like that? Because it's terrible. Just the smell was, oh my goodness. Yeah. Have, yeah. Have you been to the strip in Vegas lately? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't go there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bright yes. lights, loud noises, lots of people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Of course. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same problem. Yeah. Just. For the record, just look. Not look. for nothing. Yeah, put the put the science people on it and just make it smell better. Like just that's fine. Just make it 
anyway, we we got to see the canals. We did two, but we did a night boat tour, a day boat tour. We went and saw a couple of. We went and saw the hotel that is in the. Remember when Ted Lasso goes to Amsterdam? That episode, we saw a couple of the filming locations, including the hotel that. Uh, did you see the poop emoji hotel? Is that in Amsterdam? That's in Edinburgh. Oh, that's in Edinburgh. That's later. This this is where the this is where the 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 Chet Baker uh, fell or jumped out of the window at the hotel at the hotel Prince Hendrik. Turns out, by the way, funny story. Prince is Dutch for prince from the German prince, right? Dutch just like takes all the Z's and turns them into S's. Lisa goes to check in the hotel and they say, can I have your name, please? She goes, Lisa Prince, P-R-I-I. Yeah, I don't need to spell it. It's the only place we've gone that when you say Prince, they know exactly how to spell it. (laughs) Yes. Handy. Do you get special treatment? No. Uh, No, 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 because it's the Smith of there, right? Like it's just, (laughs) yeah, yeah. We went to the Van Gogh Museum or as we learned on the audio tour, the Van Gogh Museum. It turns out, been saying it wrong the entire time. Amazing museum. Absolutely amazing. Amazing to get so close to so many amazing photo uh, uh, paintings. Not just of his, of, of ones that he also collected from his friends who were also masters of the time. And what I will tell you is, we were walking through this and I'm like, here's sunflowers. Here's a, you know, like, see, you can paint other stuff. Just give me something else to look at. Like, this is a painting of a chair. And I am so glad to be looking at a freaking chair. (laughs) Just anything. When we were in Tucson, we did, and I don't care, we did the Van Gogh experience. I don't know if you've seen these touring, whatever. We did the Van Gogh experience in Tucson. And it's a museum replicas of this artwork and lots and lots and lots of stuff to read about his life and experiences and uh, his friends and all all of this kind of stuff. Really, really neat. Uh, I would absolutely recommend if it comes or there is an installation near you, you should go see it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I I mean, you saw the original, so you probably don't specifically need to go see it. But (laughs) others that can't get to Amsterdam. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to see the replicas or maybe I do. Yeah. We, we then, we went to, uh, we went to Brussels for the night and, uh, went to a Christmas market, an English Christmas market there. And we've been to the London Christmas markets. What I will tell you is there were roughly 1.6 million people in that Christmas market. It was stunning. It was terrible. There was a point, there were multiple points where we couldn't move. There were so many people and people just kept flowing in and we're like, oh, now I see what that, that actually, uh, that actually is. There were more people than Mariah Carey has money. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and then, uh, the last thing, and then we'll wrap this up. And then we took, we took another high speed train. We took the Eurostar in the morning from Brussels to London. And then there was a whole week in London, whatever we can talk about that. The, The one thing is the Eurostar. We've taken it before. It is everybody thinks the Eurostar is like this really nice thing. It had some problems. 
including they had to swap out equipment. So they had to swap out different trains, which then meant everybody got new seats. So Lisa and I were sitting at different ends of the car, which is fine. And that's okay. We can travel. But basically at the end of the trip, after lots of things happened, uh, I got off the train and I told her, uh, I'm waiting for the conductor to say, train is late. Toilet is broken. Wi-Fi is out. Please rate us five stars. Train travel is great. Not all train travel is great. So it was anyway, there we go. Not a good experience. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Anyway, there we go. There was a, there was a brief recap and uh, photos of all will be available. No, they won't be available. So (laughs) what have you, uh, so, so that's what I got to do. What have, what have you been watching? We went to the, we, we went Went to the Civic Center on Saturday night and saw The Wiz, the touring production uh, on the pre-Broadway tour. So this will mm. open on Broadway next spring and then be eligible for the Tonys the following year, uh, the 2024 Tonys. Uh, so this is a revival of the musical based on the movie. Got it. Okay. Yes. And we got the understudy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I will say she was great. If they had not announced that the character of Dorothy this evening will be played by so-and-so, you absolutely would not have known it. Did not miss a trick. Really, really super. And the music was most of the same music from the movie, all of the great stuff and a couple of other things because the musical is just a little different, but not really from the movie. Really, really super. If it's coming near you, you should definitely go see it. If you have any interest in the whiz at all, really good. Enjoyed that. Uh, and we also, speaking of the whiz, the bears blew yet another fourth quarter lead. Mm. So we watched that this weekend. You you know what? Maybe they didn't blow another one. Maybe that was just a revival of an earlier one this season. It looked like maybe they were playing their understudy at running back. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, how about you? What are you watching? Uh, really quick here. We finished uh, watching uh, The Great British Baking Show on Netflix. Uh, saw it got to the final. We are now starting. They've released their holiday their holiday great British baking shows where they bring in celebrities. It does help if you know who celebrities are in England, because uh, some of these are like, I don't know who that is. I mean, they'll tell you, they'll tell you exactly who it is and why they're famous. And you're like, doesn't help. Similar to dancing with the stars here. And you know, anyway, that's fine. And we've started watching slow horses. Uh, We've made it through the first three episodes and my God, goodness is this a good show right i mean just oh wow oh so buckle up we watched episode five before i came into tape tonight yeah oh yeah oh it's good oh yeah so anyway that's where we're at on apple tv plus on apple tv on apple tv if you're wondering where to find that yes uh what did we learn this week well Real quick, I I learned uh, right before Christmas here, our our uh, dishwasher that has been continually 
giving off weird alert signals and stopping during washing has kind of stopped. <laughs> so, oh. uh, Hey, we need a we need a new dishwasher. So we got one this weekend and it was delivered today. And the person, uh, Lisa's like, how much for installation? And I'm like, uh, it's like $190. And she's like, your husband can do it. I, I wouldn't pay for it. And so Lisa's like, can you do it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. It's, there's three connections on the back, right? There's water, the drain and the electricity. How, you know, what, whatever, how hard could this be? Right. We need to get this wrapped up because, uh, I'm in hour 17 of installing this dishwasher. Um, <laughs> How hard could it be? Harder, harder than Todd expected. Uh, let's just. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. I've done this before, but I don't do this all the time. So uh, anyway, there you go. Hubris, hubris will be punished. If it involves how, how plumbing, it's a minimum of three trips to the hardware store. So far, we've done two because like all good appliances, you open it up and it says, here's all the parts that are included. Here are the re absolutely required parts that are not included. Absolutely. Yes, of course. Yes. I went to Home Depot to get one of the parts that said this must fit in a, the instructions said, get an adapt, get a uh, electrical uh, adapter that will fit into a seven eighths inch hole. So I got a three quarters inch adapter. Three quarters, less than seven eighths. Right. Didn't fit. So Lisa had to go back and go get another small size because apparently when they said seven eighths, I don't know, maybe they didn't mean inches. Maybe they meant something else. I, seven eighths something. Oh, seven eighths macaronis. What? That's how we do things. Anyway, how about you? What'd you learn? I bought a ticket to Anaheim. Sorry, not Anaheim. Well, Santa Ana, right? Okay. Orange County. Because I have to go to Irvine in January. I, as we know, we like to fly Delta. You guys fly Delta almost exclusively. Yes. And, and, and when you don't, we hear about it. There is no way for me to get to Orange County on Delta on the days that I need to go in the times that I need to go without spending $2,500 for the ticket. Yep. That's Delta. D yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're on yep. the right. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 So I'll be flying United in January. And at this point I am now thinking given the new rules that you have to follow in order to get any kind of status on Delta, I may just be all in on United. We'll see how this goes. We will see how this goes. Oh, we're going to have so much good content next year. This is awesome. The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast with visiting traveler todd prince wherever you get your pods just search talking and the number two no gino space you can check out our award-winning merch on zazzle you can stop by and see us at the tuba city home office which is actually almost exactly halfway between tucson and the undisclosed location it's also closed for the holidays so it, yes you know, yeah
Don't, yep. don't, don't do that. Uh, thanks to our listeners and our sponsors, Toddler 3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy in DJDO Cedar Valley. Send us your feedback. Send us your toddy nominations or any other content, and we will try to get to it. Send it to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? Yeah, it turns out we were both wrong about that whole Mac thing. Yeah. According to the source of all truth and knowledge, the SE30 was about the 10th Mac that was launched. There are stuff. It wasn't first. Well, this, there's stuff on here that I, I've never even heard of. So, according to this, it's the Macintosh 128K. Yep, that's the one I got. Then the Macintosh 512K. Okay. Then the Macintosh 128K revised. So they went backwards. That's Apple in the 80s. Yep, checks. Then there's something called the Macintosh XL. Okay. Wow. Then the Macintosh 512KE. Ran out of names already. Then the Macintosh Plus. Then the Macintosh SE. Then the Mac 2. The Mac 2X. Then the Macintosh SE 30. The one that you said, I, I, I can't find anything. There is a Macintosh SE FDHD, which sounds like that's what happens when Sony took it over and stopped and just started naming things. I did see FDHDs. I do remember that now that you say that. See, I would have sworn that there was one with a 20, can't be meg. Could it be a 20 meg hard drive? Yes. That would okay. probably be the FDHD. That must have been the FDHD. The yeah. SEFDHD. FD stands for floppy disk. Yes. And HD stands for hard drive. Hard That's how drive. you know it's got the hard drive. By the way, that computer came out in 1990, <laughs> six years after the original one came out. So, uh, yeah, a 20 meg hard drive. So, yeah. My Sony, my Sony camera takes photos that w- a single photo wouldn't fit on that hard drive. <laughs> if you have other things that would not fit on that hard drive, keep it clean, folks. Send them to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. We'll be back next week. We're here. We're talking to Todd. We gotta we gotta figure out how to write a new Christmas standard song. Like we gotta we gotta like if Mariah can pull down 80, 80 million, like we don't need that. But just you know, like like how hard although to be completely honest, two guys like this singing all I want for Christmas is you, like that's probably we should probably avoid that one's that one's gonna go to the top of the charts in a whole other area, sir. We don't we don't need to sing it, we just need to write it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because as as we have proved, Greg will sing it. Mm. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so now we just have to figure out, okay, I need a Christmas song that somehow rhymes long golf balls and SE30. How hard could this be?